Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The good, the bad, the ugly at 803 in the AM. Ed Norris was good. Someone who really, I think, should be the league's MVP. I know it's going to go to a quarterback. But Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I'm going to talk about him all morning if I can. He had 145 yards on the ground yesterday. He had one reception, but nine yards of carry. He had a long run of 72. that He didn't score, I believe, somehow. But a 72-yard run early in the game. He's leading the league in rushing with 1,177 yards. Um, he's just special, man. He makes them a very, very dangerous team. When they're healthy with the Debo there and Kittle and Purdy, that's a good team. But CMC, I think... It just had another great day against, you know, I thought it was a good Seahawks defense. Remember the Panthers had, who was it, North Turner as the offensive coordinator? Yeah. And I told you, he patronizes him yeah, that because he has him being this little scat guy on the outside. Yep. I said, this guy can run up the middle. Yeah. He can run up the middle. And everybody thought he was just a little scat back. Like, dude, I'm telling you. Strong. He can run up the middle. Absolutely. He got with the right OC who uses him everywhere. And what do you mm-hmm. see? This is who he was coming out of college. And a lot of people overlooked him. This kid is the business. I'm convinced that professional, even guys at the highest level, like the NFL, they look at guys, be it race or size or whatever, and they just put you in a little box, and they think that's all you can do. And that is a tremendous mistake. Mike Preston was bad. Brad was watching the Chiefs cry because they had their little touchdown nullified. Thank you so game. much for doing this. Because oh. uh, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides after. And they ran out. He got the lateral from Kelsey, and they scored, and they would have probably that would have probably been the game-winning touchdown. But then to hear the whining, just constant complaining about you want to hear more of thing. it because we 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 got him. Yeah, let's hear more of it for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win? But as I know, as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game, and that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag that didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, don't, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes, but I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something. And I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. I mean, that's the, we, that's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, do you? They warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's, it's tough, man. What's what's to me makes me ask this question. 
How much of an idiot are you to get lined off offsides as a wide receiver? There's one player on the field mm-hmm. that has the officials put him on sides. One player, and that's the <laughs> wide receiver. Yep. No other player on the field can do that. So yep. the same point that he's making, it makes Tony look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, because the second had, game he's cost him this year that I know of. Yeah. Hey, that's remember true. The, the Lions game, the opener? Mm-hmm. He dropped like 15 passes. Well, he dropped a bunch 15. last night, too. You yeah. had the luxury of asking the official, am I on or off? You're on. And all you do is look at them, and they will wave you back yeah. and but tell you where to go. It's like, here's the simple question. They're like, oh, we're talking about the officials after every game. Go ahead, Kermit. And, and he says, I've never had that called. Well, look at it. Is he offsides? Yes, he's offsides. Right. It's that simple. All you had to do is look at the official and say, Am anybody that's played this position knows. You can look down the line, give the thumbs up. They'll tell you if you need to back up, if you're on, if you're off. Yes. Like, uh-huh. All those things. Hey, uh, Joe, what did the officials say after the game? Uh, Walt Anderson, this is from the pool report afterwards, said certainly no warning is required, especially if they're lined up so far off sides where they're actually blocking our view of the ball. So he never asked. Right. It's not for me to give you a warning. You have to ask me. An official will literally say, off, off, off. And you keep moving, off, oh, on. The officials literally say that, Mike. And they will tell you that if from the moment you're 9 and 10, you just look at them and they will wave you one way or the other mm-hmm. as long as you just look at them. But apparently he didn't. Well, okay, he said the question was, did that happen? Did he ask for... If someone asks for a check, uh, he said, yes, ultimately, if they're looking for an alignment advice, we are going to give it to them. Yeah. So he didn't ask. <laughs> right. It's but ultimately, hard. they yeah. are responsible for wherever they're lined up. Right. So so it sounds to me, he says, if. It sounds to me he didn't. Stop whining. So how much of an idiot are you that you didn't check with the official? Every every snap, you could do it. That, that cat literally cried. Unless you're in the slot. And said that they're affecting Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame career. Like somebody's going to stand up in the meeting. He's like, you guys remember when we had to call back that play because Tony was offsides. Not sure that Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. Because <laughs> Shut up, man. Like you should have whined last week after the MVS no call. Right. That's when you should whine. Not now when your team screwed up. He's offsides. Jeremy, what's ugly? The Vikings and the, the damn Raiders. What was that? What was that? What was that? Yeah. We had hardball challenge and unchallengeable play and then try to sell it to us like he did it on purpose. Um, you, you had so many different things in this league, but you can't get past a game in the NFL this year with two minutes left. It was zero to zero. All the advantages are on the offense. How is this possible? This is a game where Justin Jefferson got hurt in the first half. That poor cat. Just comes back, and now he's at out. The other team has Devontae Adams, who's led the league in touchdowns and receiving yards and everything else. Josh Jacobs got hurt in the game. But here we are talking about two teams that can't score. I think I said this. Somebody said to me this weekend, what do you think about the Vikings-Raiders game? I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this was 43-39 to or 9-3, to like whichever team winning. Don't ask me to pick this game because both these teams are impossible to figure out who they are. And it was a three to nothing game. So you know the Minnesota Wild also went three nothing. Oh, that's a, yeah. Except that's a trouncing. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. They scored three times. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Oh, yeah, no. Versus one. <laughs> versus one score. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the game. Thank you very much, gentlemen. More from you, the fans, the listeners. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. We'll do that at eight thirty. But on the other side, take a look at Lamar Jackson's day against the Los Angeles Rams on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jackson's going to get it. Two. Jackson throws. Deep ball. One. Touchdown, Baltimore. How did Baltimore's top single caller perform? Deep drop. Time to throw. Let's it rip. He's got it. Touchdown. Jackson on the roll. Lamar Jackson finds flowers again for two more. Runs around, scrambles, finds guys downfield. He's a very unique player, you know, and, and, and most of the time it works out really great just like any player, but he's, he's one of a kind. You know, there's nobody like Lamar Jackson. You know, I thought Lamar was going to miss likely on that little wheel route that he ran in, in the first half. I think it was the first half. Yeah, um, early in the game. The I didn't think he was going to miss him on, on the throw. I just – he was looking middle of the field, middle of the field, and I'm sitting there screaming. And then he turned to his left and saw him, laid it out there for him, and uh, likely made a great play on the defender at the uh, five-yard line to get in the end zone. Um, I, I just thought they had some wide-open receivers yesterday, Mike, which yes, they did. I give credit to the play calling, to the route designs, because we've never seen wide receivers for the Baltimore Ravens. We haven't seen them run that wide open in years, if ever, for me. You know, normally quarterbacks got to make good throws to have good completions. And now they're getting – Lamar's getting some wide-open guys. Busted coverages. I mean, you, you give them their credit. But also, you look at the Rams, what were they trying to do? And, and you look at the Ravens and, and you ask the same question. What were they doing on the back end sometimes? Yeah. You know, Cooper Cup, where he ran that little wheel route, how do you let Cooper Cup get that wide open? I mean, he, that's the one guy he you want to. talented. How do you? But you, how do you not know where he is? Right. You you got to follow this guy. Yeah. So there are a lot of things you had to ask about yesterday's game and defensively. Like what what's going on? I agree with Mike on the Cooper Cup situation, Jeremy. But I also think that you know good treat, good route running and good route designs create busted coverage. You put great players into a great system yeah. and see what happens and. Cooper Cup was a guy that was um, overlooked coming out of college because of, oh, is he just a slot receiver? And, and, and like, can we find those guys anywhere? And it come to find out that the guy's just a student of the game. He gets it. He understands that going back to plays that were called and 
rattling off things. And, and even with the, the trust that you have from your quarterback, you get that because you're catching everything that's thrown your way that is catchable. Right. And even probably adding in some that that's not that catchable. And when you now when you add a Puka Nakua into that group, you kind of see what like now you have two guys that are very difficult to cover that have really similar skill sets. It reminds me a lot, and I don't want to put this on him because, like, when you think of what Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce could be because they had similar skill sets, right. I think Puka and Cooper Cup are very similarly skilled. They, they, they run a lot of tight formations, mm-hmm. and those guys are good at running routes. Because, remember, Puka filled in for Cooper and was running his routes, and then once yep. Cooper came back, Puka had to go back to what he was doing, mm-hmm. and now you had two guys that can do it. Right. Ed, getting, getting back to Lamar, you see the chemistry between he and Odell Beckham Jr., you know, I said this before at the beginning of the season with Odell. Is he injured? Is he available? Get me to December, and that's the Odell that I want. The chemistry between, between these two guys seem to be uh, becoming a, a good thing. I think so, too. I think you're right. And I think I think Lamar has good chemistry with people he becomes uh, dependent on or comfortable with on the, in the field. That's how I think Andrew's chemistry was so good because he knows he can make a mistake. It cannot be a great throw. He's gonna he's gonna catch it. I think Odell's the same thing. He could turn around. He could look law, which is unlike him. But he he made a mistake. You know he's gonna catch it. He's he's not gonna drop the football most likely. Mm. So yeah. I, think, I think that's why he likes him so much. That's what good receivers do. Yeah, you know they yeah. make their quarterbacks better than they actually are. And they went out and got some receivers that could catch the ball. And I think about it. Zay Flowers, six catches, sixty yards, a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Likely, five for eighty-three. Uh, Odell Beckham, four for ninety-seven. I mean, you're you're spreading the ball around. Nelson Aguilar, the story that you said, uh, Mike, tell that story again about but the well, touchdown him, to, to Zay. Yeah, to to Flowers. He just went back in the huddle. They were discussing, and he told him, Lamar, this, this guy's going to be open because the safety's going to bite up on me, and when it happens, he's going to come across his face and get Flowers the ball, and he did. Perfect play, and that's what you get from a veteran who yeah. can tell you, nah, man, we've run this route before, and I usually do this, but this time I'm going to change a little bit, take it off the top, and make him come up and play me. And there was no one there. Jeremy, is it safe to say that Nelson Aguilar, as a Raven, has not lived down to his reputation? He hasn't. I, because uh, the, what we what we heard about him is not what we've seen so far. Well, I think if you if you honestly track him from with the time leaving the Eagles and then the Patriots, the Raiders, and some of the other teams that he went around on. Yeah. Like, yeah, he kind of – but, like, being a first-round pick, has he lived up to those expectations? No. But right now in this offense – I was, by the way, in, uh, when he made that one catch and he worked his way out of bounds, I was like, why don't you try to get more yards there? You, like, you left it at third and four instead of where the clock wasn't an issue. But, again, that's me nitpicking. I, I thought he's been very good here in this offense. Yeah, I mean, it's not been the guy – that I thought he was going to be coming here, and I mean that in a good way, because you know we kind of joke when well, when they signed Odell Beckham Jr. and drafted Zay Flowers, we thought, well, Nelson Aguilar is not going to be on this team. Well, remember when they signed him? It's like, hold on, man, we're talking about going out and get you guys signed this guy. Yeah, but that's, that, he had a very good training camp. Yeah, yes, he that's did. what I hear. Yeah, and he he played well, and it's not always something you do on the field. Sometimes you you add contributions in the film room. Yeah. And on the field where you help the younger guys around like Zay Flowers and say, hey, this is what you need to do to get better. And uh, with Aguilar, I, I had heard rumors about him possibly retiring before the Ravens went and approached him to come back. He's had some good days this season, though. Yeah, yeah he has. He really has. He has yeah. three touchdowns on a year. He's averaging 13 yards, basically 13 I mean, yards a catch. I mean, think about this. Mm-hmm. You got, you got um, Andrews. 
You got Odell Beckham Jr. You got Zay. You've got um, Bateman. So he's far down the pecking order. He's like number five. Yeah, yeah. So to have twenty five, to be the fifth receiver with twenty five receptions and three touchdowns, that's that's not bad. You did think it was a little strange when they ran him on that that little, I don't know what was it a, a quick hitch screen or a reverse, and I'm like, Aguilar, <laughs> come on, man. They weren't <laughs> expecting it like the challenge. <laughs> yeah, right. That that fooled everybody too. <laughs> So I, uh, Lamar Jackson, good performance by him yesterday. 316 yards passing, three touchdowns. Didn't have the one pick. 11 carries, 70 yards. He led the Ravens in carries and yards on the ground. What a tremendous day for him. We'll take a look at the AFC North at 845. Don't go anywhere. But on the other side, I want to hear from you. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Fan reaction. Money more than quarterback. Presented by Wonkin Injury Lawyers on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 831 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show. Monday morning quarterback presented by Wernken Injury Lawyers. Take your phone calls, 410-583-1057. Let's go out to Sean in Baltimore. What's up, Sean? What's up again, fellas? Good morning, good morning. What's up, man? How you doing? Um, I'm all right, man. Um, I want to say... uh. Marlon, man, I don't want to, you know, talk bad about my man because he just came back or whatnot. But, man, you can't be making statements during the week talking about you're 100% now for the rest of the season and get picked on when it's crucial times in the game. I mean, they went at Marlon. Yeah, they did. They did. And, normally you don't, <laughs> and normally you don't see that, Sean. Normally he's exactly. the guy He's the guy that they avoid, but now they were just – I don't know whether that's uh, – Mike Preston, you can speak to that, whether that's they believe he's rusty or whether they, they just – don't care anymore. I mean, he if he's on the outside, I, I would probably go after him because he's better on the inside over a slot receiver than on the outside. And then he hasn't played in a while because the Steelers went after him. Remember, he gave up the long pass when mm-hmm. he came back in that game too. So Was that Pickens in that game? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would I would have done that. I would have worked on him and seen what he had. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Matt in Parkville. Mm-hmm. What's up, Matt? Matt. In Parkville. We'll put Matt on hold. We'll go back to him. Chris in Baltimore. What's up, Chris? Hey, good morning, guys. So, um, yesterday, I didn't realize it was a – I call it a 10-year anniversary, the way how the game went down. So, December 8, 2013, we played the Minnesota Vikings. It was like a bad weather game, snow. I remember that. And Brown was the dude who caught the touchdown, the winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So – that one I brought up, it was kind of unique and so forth. But the other question is, the coaches correct the players when they make mistakes and do things wrong. Mm-hmm. Who corrects John Harbaugh for his uh, ill will challenges of certain plays? Probably the owner. Yeah, he has bosses. So, yeah. yeah, I would say the owner. No, no, you guys, he meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the owner, when he looks down, and especially if they had lost, he would have this nice conversation with them and say, John, why did you do this? Has, has anybody posted the clip of his, just his lips? I F that up. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what he, I like. I want to go back and get it and find it and just post it because you can read his lips after the challenge and then they start talking about it. When they went to the video, you're like, 
what is he challenging again? Like, when he threw the red flag, I was going, I thought they just scored. Like, what happened? And his excuse or his reasoning isn't, it's not accurate, and I don't think it's truthful I mean, at all. And he that had scores replayed already. That, that timeout that he didn't call in the first half when near the end. And, and Why don't you call a timeout? Why don't you get organized and, and reload and, and I, go again? And he didn't, and... Everyone was looking around saying, what's, what's going on? With I him? still see coaches in this league using timeout. Like, if you're if you're going to punt the ball away, take the five-yard penalty unless you're backed all the way up to your end zone or something. You know, if the five yards is really important. Why would you ever waste a timeout when they're so important in this game? And, oh, by the way, like, and I know it was late in the game with the challenge and stuff, but then you run out of opportunities to challenge plays if that had happened. Early. Like, right. there's, you need to look at these things because if you make the mistakes in a win – Correct it. You know, it's it's okay to own up to it. Like, I think all would be forgiven. Everybody's celebrating after Tylen Wallace ran that back, and then he comes up with this BS excuse. Well, how, how about the Rams yesterday? They they opened the game up nine straight runs, and they get down to the nine-yard line, and I said, oh, they're going to they're gonna throw the football three three pairs in a row. And the guy sat next to me goes, how do you know that? I said, because they're stupid. <laughs> they, they do dumb things like this. I mean, you just run the ball, gut run it right at them, and then all of a sudden, now you're going to throw, and and that's exactly what they didn't have to settle for a field goal. Let's go to Dundalk and get Michael. What's up, Michael? Hey, how you doing, fellas? Big bad morning show. I'm the one that always says Norris, Long, Con, and Preston. <laughs> but I, I, I like that. I can't get over it. But uh, no, I called the manager. I was talking. I said, I'm kind of like Vinny said, I'm running hot because I'm at Walmart. And they, they're yipping and yapping. I said, well, I don't have to know what's going on with the gang. I watched it about halftime. But what is Baltimore's fans? Why are we so fickle about Flacco? Yeah, in other words, I, I tuned in 105.7 The Fan last night, and they were saying the first calls we got, oddly, after all that overtime and rain, what about Joe Flacco, three touchdowns. I said, some people just ne- – you can't never please – some Baltimore let, fans. Let me, let me, wanted, Michael, let me ask you this. Are they asking for Flacco back? No, but they follow him. I mean, I just, I, that's why. That's why, because he won a Super Bowl. They did the same thing with Trent Dilfer. I mean, they followed Trent Dilfer regardless of where he went because the man won a Super Bowl here. I, I don't really have – if you're calling saying, see, we should have never gotten rid of Joe Flacco. Okay, pause on that. But if you're calling just yeah. celebrating the, the fact that the man was sitting on his couch and now he threw three touchdowns in the NFL game to help win a game – He's one of your guys, man. I follow Joe Flacco. He's one of your guys. Right. That's it. I mean, man, what a Super Bowl here. That's a great story. I get it. I do. In fact, if you don't like that, Michael, you're not going to like me in a few minutes when we go back around the NFL and I pick my MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Kevin at Ellicott City. What's up, Kevin? Morning, fellas. How you doing? Doing well. Right. How are you? Doing good. I uh, I feel you, Rob, because people were uh, looking at me a little funny yesterday at the game when I was standing up and clapping for Flacco when he was lighting those dudes up. But uh, um, the Rams, I know people call in and hate on Marlowe and all that, but yo, you none of you, none of those people could guard those guys. And to be honest with you, I think the Rams was the best offense that we went against this year as far as in the game. Those dudes were the truth yesterday. Hey, thanks a lot for the call, Kevin. What up, Jeremy? What's the matter? Jeremy, what's up? I don't know, y'all. What, what Jeremy, like, you got something, man. No, I like, I just. Go ahead, man. It's go ahead, your, Jeremy. It's all on your it's face. On your fa- it's written all over your face. What? I just, I think sometimes that we get caught up in these moments. What? And I just, there was something that Stavi said. You know the comedian Stavi? Yes, yes. Where he said he was doing Uncle Ronnie and he goes, I don't know what it is about the quarterback that we got now, 
but I like Joe Flacco so much. What is it about Joe that's different from the quarterback we have now? Like he's doing his whole bit. But look, <laughs> let me tell you something. Here we go. Go. Let me tell you something. Look, Flack, look Flacco played great yesterday. And I understand what some people say getting caught up in it. He can sling the ball, but he's still like, look, we know what this is. We know what it is. What is it? Yo. What? Yo. What it is. I don't know what's going He's different from the quarterback that we have now. I don't know what it is about Flacco. There's something about him that I like just a little bit more than the quarterback we have now. <laughs> is it the fact that he throws up right in the pocket? No, it's something else. I just can't put my finger on it now. I've not heard anybody say that. <laughs> what? what you mean? You haven't heard anybody say that? That they'd rather Flacco than Lamar? What do you... That's happened for years. Are you kidding me? You've recently, never heard though. anyone say that? Not recently. I haven't we heard had anybody. a caller call in and say it. I haven't heard anybody say it recently either. Flack, if Flacco was here, wouldn't be making those terrible throws. That was just a field. couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just a couple weeks ago. That's why I said, if you called and said that, Paul. Yeah, that was just. Uh, well, not, look, I don't think there's anything wrong with people like pulling for Flacco, but understand, he is against a division rival. You know, like. <laughs> I get the team is in your rearview mirror. Yeah. Let's go to let's go let's try to Matt in Parkville again. What's up, Matt? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Man, yesterday Moncton did something that I've heard a lot of people ask for years. In the backfield, he had Project Pat on the line, he had Gus the bus, and he had Mitchell in the backfield. And if you watch that play again, the linebackers for the Rams lost their minds. They gave up a big run. I, I mean, I, look, I want to see more of Mitchell out there. I'm just sorry. Like, he's so explosive. Um, I just didn't understand. It's like, here's your allotted plays at the beginning of the first half. Yeah. Here's I, your I allotted put, plays at the beginning of the second half. And maybe we'll How do you give Mitchell more. three carries in the first half? And the, by the way, they were all at the beginning of the game. Three. My, my only yeah. reason is the man must be on the pitch count. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not justifying it, but it has to be. It drives like, me crazy. Because uh, you look at how fast he is. He hits the hole so quick. Yeah. He's, He's something we haven't had in a long time. If he doesn't trip going through the yeah, – that, that's a house call in the one he's running up the yeah, middle. Up the middle that was, too. He yeah. slipped. Mm-hmm. What up, Preston? I remember that play. Yeah, and he's right. That, it was different because I've never seen that the whole year either. Um, and, and they were confused. The Rams were totally like, whoa, we've never seen this before. We we didn't prepare for this. Mm-hmm. And then they, they break it. I think it was like 9, 10 yards. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you got we might be on something to hear. But, yeah. And then they didn't use it again. The Ravens won on a walk-off punt return. Why did John Harbaugh choose Wallace and uh, uh, DuVernay's absence? We'll find out about that a little bit later. But on the other side, I'm telling you right now, we got our AFC North report up next on The Fan. Flacco on fourth down and three. Play clock is at five. I don't know if they're going to snap it. Play clock is at two. They do. He rolls right. He throws the middle. It's wide open. Down at the 25, at the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. It's David Bell. Oh, my goodness. They forgot to cover David Bell. David Bell had one catch. That was it. Thanks to the Browns Radio Network, Ed Norris, which got on those brownies. Uh, very interesting. I, you know, it's funny. I picked the Jags, and then when you guys saw, apparently, that, you know, their quarterback, Trevor's going to play. Barry switched back to the Jaguars. What do you mean, and... you guys? One of us stayed with the Browns. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I... 
because I thought they were the better team. And sure, if Joe Flacco comes in and he has one of those days he can have. He threw for 311 yards, three touchdowns, only had one pick and one sack. Had a good day. But no one knew Trevor Lawrence was going to throw three picks. No. But I'm not going to – look, I took the Jaguars. But the point is, I think Joe – I said this prior to him, you know, getting under center. I said, all you need is Joe Flacco with that incredible defense. You're going to win some games, and they beat a good Jacksonville team. And I don't know who I care less about in this because I wanted Jacksonville to win because I wanted the Browns to be further out of the division race. So there's no favor there. But the Browns beating Jacksonville may help us in another way as far as seeding goes at the end. You don't know how the season's going to shake out. You don't know. But Joe had a big day. He did. Congrats, Joe. Man. He just had another baby, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah. Cool. Let's take a look at the other team in Ohio. Browning dumps it off underneath. He's got Chase Brown. He's the speedster. He's got daylight inside the 30. One man to beat. Oh, he makes a move into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. That's courtesy of CBS Sports. Jeremy Kahn, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, weird game. Um, Cincinnati jumped out to a 14-0 lead. Thank God they stopped giving the ball to the grandfather they have uh, running back in Joe Mixon and gave it to that quick guy. Because uh, Brown, like, tossing him the ball, he just made everything happen. Mixon had a good day, don't get me wrong, but I think their backup's better than their starter. You think Chase Brown's better? Yes, because uh, Joe Mixon is a slow. Both of them, though, He's, didn't have a good average. No, neither one. They didn't, but here is what happened in the game, though, because Indy got back into it with a pick six right before the half yep. and then just fell apart. And you, as as you were watching the game, I give credit to Browning. He got knocked out of the game, and there was a thought that he wasn't going to come back. He came back, and the game played well. Uh, Steelers, the only team that lost in this division this past week, so that keeps Cincinnati and Cleveland's it's the hopes Patriots. Alive. They lost back-to-back weeks against teams two with win two teams, wins. Right? And so when you look at uh, Cincinnati this weekend, Chase with a couple of plays, T. Higgins back, he looked really good. Um, but I thought the difference in that game was Cincinnati's defense making some plays against Indy. Isaiah McKenzie's muff punt, too. Yep. That was uh... – that was huge as well. Yeah, Browning, 18 to 24, 275, two touchdowns. He did throw that one pick six, but it's passer rating 122.7 yesterday. Hmm. 122.7. Are you guys buying into Browning now? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I still need to see yet. more. Because like, like, we, we, we've had these moments where people are like, I like this guy. I like The same thing with Josh Dobbs after two games. I like him. I need to see more from him. Right now, he's completing a high percentage of his mm-hmm. passes, which is great. Uh, he's working the offense. They're winning games. So, like, if he's he's not Joe Burrow, but if he can be something yeah. decent, that's well, there's still saying. a lot of talent. You know, when you say believe in, I mean, I don't think he's Joe Burrow by any stretch. But for somebody to step in like that, you know, an injury to it, you think your franchise is going to fall apart without Burrow? I think he's done a good job. He's serviceable, and yeah. you'll find out more about him in the next couple games. There's more, that's more usually, film, right? Yeah, when they start getting the video on you and start taking you apart a little bit, you'll find out if he can play. Yeah. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Let's go to Robert in Baltimore. What's up, Robert? Hey, guys. I'm tired of all the Harbaugh hatred every week. It's ridiculous. Like, thank God we don't have that genius Sean McVay as our coach. I mean, he couldn't even get the plays in with 25 seconds left at the end of the fourth quarter. Has to burn the timeout. And then the first drive of the overtime, they don't burn the timeout, and they get a delay of game. So, it's obvious. And that guy's regarded as a genius by everybody. So, obviously, it's not an easy job. 
We won. Let's be happy. Yes, it is. It's great to have. I mean, it's you get nobody's telling you it's easy from the standpoint of scheming and all the things you have to do. But making the right decisions in the moment, yes, that's part of your job. Knowing when to call timeouts, understanding clock management, and God forbid, challenging a play that was a touchdown that you know you can't challenge, and then trying to tell everybody, "Hey, I meant to do that because I wanted more time." See, I don't, I don't, Robert. But my question to you is this: Why is why is uh, observ- observation? And criticism transformed to hate. Nobody, I don't, I don't hate John Harbaugh, but I'm gonna make an observation yeah. and I'm gonna criticize when necessary. I, am I supposed to ignore those things happen? No, I, I see what you're saying, and I didn't hear his explanation. But to me, the challenge of that didn't really hurt. It, it, it was basically the equivalent of a timeout, give the defense time to regroup for the two point conversion. So, but what, what, what's his well, explanation? Well, if you want a timeout, you should just call the timeout. Yeah, why not call a timeout then? We're going to play the explanation right now, Robert. It's more about getting a timeout. You know, I thought maybe, maybe stepped out of bounds, but I know they look at that. But really, what it was was just getting organized for the for the two point play call. You know, they don't they they go fast in those now. They don't give you time really. And you know, I think I did. We all did, but I really wanted to make sure we had the right call. So that's a way to get a timeout right there from twenty yards away. Come on, man. Now look, I, now now I'm positive after the. the I thought he stepped out of bounds because he says to the ref, he stepped out. And then if you read his lips, he said, I effed that up. And he did. And it's it's like there's nothing wrong with making mistakes and then owning them. I just don't understand why you make the excuse afterwards that you did it on purpose for the timeout. I mean, that's just it's total BS. Like, own it. Just own it. And then for somebody to call in like, oh, why are you being negative? Like, coach, you did the whole whataboutism. Let's talk about Sean McVay. No, no, that's not our coach. Let's talk about what our coach did wrong so he doesn't do it next time. Let's talk about using the timeouts at the appropriate time. Let's talk about not calling a timeout with 12 seconds left and, and leaving them another opportunity to get the ball back. You know, if, if that were the case, then you would have used your timeouts earlier so you had more downs to, to play with to try to score. But you were settling for the field goal at that point. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Uh, Ravens win yesterday in overtime walk-off. Uh, punt return touchdown, and uh, you said you equate um, you compared this to what it the walk off oh, the Maha miracle, the Maha miracle, the yeah. Jacoby Jones in Denver. Yeah. I, I really and I mean that because watching Ravens football for like twenty something years, those are some of the most exciting endings I've ever seen. The Maha miracle still number one, but yesterday was pretty damn cool, especially the way he did it. You know, I was there, me and Jack watching screaming. And all I kept yelling at him was, oh, you see a flag? You see a flag? Nothing? It's like, did he step out of bounds? And I just, we like, he didn't step out of bounds? No flag? I can't believe we won this game. That's the key it, now is every anytime you have a big play on your team, you're waiting for a yellow yeah. little icon to pop up to tell you there's a flag on the mm-hmm. play. And I'm like, where is it? It's coming. Like Something inconsequential happened on that play yeah. to get it because called Because I'll be back. honest with you, if they didn't have that punt return, I'm not so confident they would have won it overtime. Because they were tired. If you look at a defensive line at the end of the fourth quarter, they were gassed. We go around the National Football League and pick out MVPs at 9-15, but on the other side, speaking of that punt return touchdown, why Wallace in the absence of Duvernay? Harbaugh explains it up next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.